When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bulls Nation, and welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when signing up to live your bet life. That's what it is. CHGO. I'm Matt. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. That is Dave at BWL Sports on Twitter. And joining us in that magic little bubble is Mr. Goat Gottlieb. Follow him at Won't Gottlieb. We're here at the studio, back after doing a remote pod on Monday. Could yes. be back. Um, and uh, because the season is over, we thought that today we would start with our season-ending player evals. Mm. Each player on this Bulls roster from this season, evaluating what kind of season they had, grading them out, and then also kind of looking uh, at the projection for their offseason, their future, or lack thereof when it comes to are they going to be back next season Mm -hmm. so we're gonna start that today and uh big day per your request Ah, we are starting with demar Derozan. yeah perhaps uh, the biggest story of this bull season will are you ready to do some demar Derozan uh season eval with us i've never been more ready i'm so excited (laughs) to talk about demar you guys he he was awesome this year i mean there's that's not a surprise but Mm -hmm. i'm very excited spoiler alert i think most of the grades are going to be pretty good um (laughs) so what we decided to do as far as breaking down these player grades is uh grading them on their offensive side of the ball Mm -hmm. their defensive side of the ball um and then we're, we're we're throwing in one meathead grade boom which all of us can make whatever we want it to be yes Regardless of which player we're evaluating that day, mm-hmm. um, and shout then an out, overall grade. Coming up with that, hey, all about the meathead <laughs> life. So. Sorry, I couldn't I, find it. I yeah, absolutely. We'll give you zero guesses grade. as to whose idea <laughs> that was. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you kindly. <laughs> I got a million of them. Don't worry. <laughs> More on the way. Let's do um, it. So, are we ready to reveal our Demar grades? And then we'll dive into evaluating all of them Again. and kind of talking through them. Let's do it. Let's do it. DeMar DeRozan's grades uh, from all of us 
You know what we should do is uh, come back and get Mark's addition to these too, mm-hmm. uh, because he's not with us today. Mm-hmm. But so offensively, I love how all three of us were just like, yeah, A plus, right? A plus for sure. Okay. I don't think even with his sort of drop in efficiency mm-hmm. in the final month or so of the season, March into April, when the Bulls were struggling as a team and Demar's efficiency numbers came down a little bit, mm-hmm. I think it's still hard to argue when you look at across the entirety of his 76 games that he played for the Bulls in the regular season that he had one of the most efficient scoring seasons of his NBA career. Very true. It like anything other than an A plus would have seemed like an insult to me. A complete insult. Like anything other than that. All he did in a year everybody said he wasn't going to do anything was average the most points he's ever done in his NBA <laughs> career here with the Chicago Bulls. Oh, and shot the best percentage he's ever shot ever in his career from the three-point line with the Chicago Bulls. Twenty, Basically 28 points a game, 35% from three, and just countless amazing what-the-hell buckets. <laughs> like, it was just absolutely ridiculous what he did this season. I think he led the league in what-the-hell buckets. Probably. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right, and I sir. think the other thing here, just like big overarching thoughts about this is like this is his most impactful season on winning probably in his career mm-hmm. and certainly the most impactful season that the bull any bulls player has had probably since jimmy butler so mm-hmm. uh for me i mean offensively the way that he controlled every game this year the way that he just came to work and did his thing i mean just what a what a treat that we were able to watch this all season i I just like I I can't even begin to appreciate how great this guy is. Yeah, treat is the word, uh, Will. Like, and I mean from the beginning, like you knew what you were expecting. You knew you were getting a score, right? You know who he is. He's Demar Derozan. He's gonna score. But it was the way it was happening. You know, the just oh my god. You know, moments that he was having for the Chicago Bulls, the game winners, the fifty point game against the Clippers to basically drag the Bulls into the sixth seed and get them in the playoffs. Um, just the the month he had where he was up there, you know, with the with the gods of Zeus and the rest of the mythology when he was tying Will Chamberlain and Jordan records and breaking them when he was up to that level, man, like. It was just absolutely amazing to watch. And then just seeing how much fun he was having doing it, you know, here in Chicago and all the things, wonderful things and, you know, hugging guys on the court. And, you know, he was just having a great time uh, being a Chicago Bull. And it's been such a long time since we had seen that before. Just somebody being that good, but having that good a time playing for our favorite team. Uh, C-Red UK saying uh, easiest one to evaluate, freaking awesome. That's what the A stands for. That's what it means. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Will. I was going to say he single-handedly changed the culture of this entire organization after five years of just being the bottom feeders of the entire NBA. I think the Bulls actually had like the worst combined record for the last five years prior to this one. So, uh, I mean, DeMar, obviously with the help of Alex Caruso, Alonzo Ball, really turned around this organization. And I think that even goes beyond like whatever his on the court grade was right like he was he was awesome on the court he had the game winners he did the Wilt Chamberlain thing but he changed the perception of the Chicago Bulls I mean two years ago they're getting booed at the all-star game in their own building like I mean he he just completely changed this team and I think you can't really take that for granted when you're talking about him as one of the one of the previous comments that we had up on the screen here was like remember when he was the worst signing of the free agent uh, Mm -hmm. agency, like he outperformed his contract on and off the court 
Uh, he he's just he was awesome. Easy A plus for me. Easy, easy. I mean, he had a career high twenty seven point nine points per game. Mm-hmm. Career high. Um, he also had a career best thirty five point two percent mark from behind the three point line, mm-hmm. which he you know sort of added to his game throughout the season. There were nights where we were like, oh, you don't love Demar taking five threes, but the nights where he, he was like, oh, he's two of four from behind the three point line tonight. Right. Great, awesome, especially when the Bulls were really missing Lonzo's three point shooting mm-hmm. once he went down. Uh, and then in a lot of other statistical offensive categories across the board, whether you're looking at you know PER, true shooting percentage, usage percentage, a lot of them were either career best marks or second or third best seasons of his career and the right. and the best since his elite days in Toronto um yeah which I mean if, if, if you're grading how eff- effective he was offensively this season all all of that points to a plus kind of offense from DeMar and yeah you were talking about those other ones that were second place even simpler than that field goal percentage second best season ever mm-hmm. 50 percent over 50 percent from the field for the entire season free throw percentage Second best ever in his career, 87.877%, basically 88% from the free throw line. And his best one was the previous year. So, obviously, he's figured something out, you know, as far as free throws is concerned. But, yeah, to be doing it, again, I can't stress enough how much it means to be doing all of those things here because that means he's on that doing the things he did put him on national television, you know, for the Chicago Bulls. And remember, guys, we weren't used to being on national television and being praised. That was not a thing. You, we were used to being on there and being laughed at and people saying, why the hell are we talking about the Chicago Bulls? DeMar DeRozan changed all of those things, man, and actually made them a destination where people actually can look at and mm-hmm. say, man, he's good. I might want to go play with that over there. That looks like a whole lot of fun. Yeah, so just I want to pull up some of these, you know, uh advanced numbers here just to kind of put into perspective what kind of season he was having, not just for him, but relative to some of the other stars in the league so first i think is on off percentage which essentially tells you uh and i'm gonna look at offensively here because i think defensive we'll we'll get into in a bit but obviously not quite as good there as he was on offense but the bulls were 5.6 points per 100 possessions better with him on the court that's the 88th percentile uh among all players in the nba he was um let's see uh, plus 4.0 in estimated offensive plus minus, which is um, an all-in-one metric over at dunksandthrees.com. And that basically puts together your on-off, uh, on-off net rating, which is the one I referred to just before this, and then also some of the other uh, box scores and um, advanced stats. And then just the way that he, like we talked about sort of relative to the rest of his career, like if you look at his basketball reference page, his offensive box plus minus some of the highest that I think the second highest that he's ever had in his career, offensive win shares, highest second highest that he's ever had in his career. Uh, true shooting was uh, 59%, which is like well above league average. And especially when you talk about the usage that he had and the amount of burden that he was carrying, just such an impressive overall offensive production from him this year. Yeah, he. I mean, everything and everywhere. I, I like what Colin said there. Like, DeMar had a $40 million season, and we paid him 26 mm-hmm. Like, that. yes, and remember mm-hmm. how that contract was talked about? Mm-hmm. How that was laughed there? They're giving him $80 million? That's crazy talk. You can't handle that. And now it's like, damn, we only gave him that? Like, yeah, man, it was that kind of year. Underpaid. 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 Correct. <laughs> Underpaid, underappreciated, underrated. 
But now he's under the Chicago umbrella. Yeah. Boom! Uh, I love how I did that right Will now. mentioned the offensive win shares, which was an even 7.0 this season. Second highest, second highest of his career uh, and the highest since that 7.5 career high all the way back in the 15-16 season. That's a long gap. That's a minute <laughs> since having his uh, to have his second best offensive win shares number. I we did not <laughs> even, even know each other each in 2015 other, or 2016. He was baby goat around that time, man. Yeah, baby goat, goat in training. That was uh, the other. Go ahead. The other cool thing I think about his season is the way that like the NBA has just become in a lot of ways this like three point layup free throw like contest to see who can make the most shots from those spaces. And I think it was a really unique, fun season where he really put his stamp and his identity on this Bulls offense and showed that you can have a really efficient, a really productive season shooting a ton of shots from the mid-range. And I think as Chicago fans, we are all somewhat enamored, if not just obsessed with that mid-range post game that Michael Jordan put on display for years and years. And for DeMar to be able to repl replicate just some of that uh, with that mastery of footwork and his fadeaway jump shots and all this stuff. I mean, I, I think it was really cool just from a stylistic standpoint to see the way that he put his mark on this team. I mean, when you look at what he does well, it's mid-range shots shooting very efficiently. The Bulls were really good at effective field goal percentage. He never turns the ball over. Um, he gets to the free throw line a ton. I mean, these are just things that are really important in terms of building an efficient offense, um, but he did it in such a unique way, and I think it was just really special to to see all of that this year. And also, second highest uh, assist total also per game for him this year as well. And I like I don't know that name that name is it Geo I think that's what it says. Mm -hmm. but it says uh, my niece became a Bulls fan this year, and Tamar is by far her favorite player now. That says that that's what exactly very what I'm logical about. decision yes. made by a very young person. Brilliant decision <laughs> by your niece. Brilliant decision. But that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like being on national television, seeing somebody that good playing all the time. Now you're like, I think I like him. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm with mm -hmm. you, Demar Derozan. Thank you for being here, sir. For real. All right, now let's quickly touch on Demar's uh, season defensively. We all, uh, Joe, you want to throw the gra the grades up one more time? We all obviously had not A's in the defense column. Um, Dave, uh, I believe, or, yeah, there, my, that's incorrect. Right. Actually. Uh, mm -hmm. Will had him as a B. Mm -hmm. You had him as I a C. I thought I meant I had yeah. him as a B. My bad. My bad. All right. Thanks, Joey. Joe Thanks, Joey. We forgive you for this error. <laughs> Look at the graphic. There's a lot I going on. I put it correctly. Um, but so I, I guess, Will, the question is like, you know, I, I, I saw DeMar have a pretty typical DeMar season on the defensive end, which yeah. is not focused, not a great lockdown defender individually. And perhaps the, the more egregious part is, to me, he's bad playing help defense. Uh, never knowing where he needs to be and when he should help versus when he shouldn't, mm -hmm. and transition defense. And and it wasn't just the, oh, I didn't get a call, so I'm going to sit here and stare at the ref while they're going back the other way. Even when that wasn't happening, I think his transition defense, communication, who's taking ball, who's not, mm -hmm. is something that is worthy of criticism. Yeah, and That's it, why I gave him a C-. You know what's funny? Like When I was looking at that, I was like, see, it's more on brand that people would think I would have him as the B on defense yeah. and Will would have him as a C. But it's not the case. Not the case here. Will's got some not explaining to do having that as I, a B, sir. 
<laughs> and usually people are criticizing me for being the negative one. I think, uh, <laughs> I think, you know, it was really hard for me to separate this from not just the offense, but like his overall performance. And for somebody who carried such a massive load on the offensive side, I, I did want to cut him some slack on the defensive side. I think if it were anybody else, I'd probably go down a letter grade. But uh, I also think during the playoffs, he really showed me something um, where he wasn't just like, I think, attacking closeouts a little bit harder and making sure he was trying to get to the right spots. Like, obviously, he's not not great at that and not going to be perfect at that. But I saw him directing traffic a little bit, understanding where to be and telling people where to be, especially with those uh, second units with some of the younger guys uh, who, who aren't always on track. And then also, you know, relative to some of the other players, I don't think he was quite as bad as Kobe in a lot of situations or um, I don't know. I, so, yeah, he he's definitely not great. And I think I was pretty generous with the B, probably could go down to a B minus C plus, but uh, just given everything that he did on the offensive end, I think you kind of have to cut him some slack for maybe not giving a full effort defensively. It's just like, it would have, I think it was like a little bit unreasonable to expect that from him. Now, maybe you're used to a guy like Jimmy Butler being a bull where he somehow does it on both ends. And that's a fair criticism or seeing what Giannis did on both sides in the playoffs. But uh, definitely, I think wanted to cut him some slack there. Yeah, I, I thought giving him a C was – for me, it was cutting him some slack. Giving him a C, I thought that was the fair – I thought grade. about a D-plus for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, I thought about a C-minus, like seriously. <laughs> but it was – it was honestly, Will, like you said, it was the playoffs. And I remember, like you said, everything you said, like his communication and what he was doing uh, in those playoffs to help with the Bulls in their defense, especially in those first two games. Uh, what he did was on point. And I don't expect him – to be, again, this lockdown defender. I don't expect him to be like, I got this guy. He's yeah. my man. I'm locking him down. I just always just wanted him to help and not be lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I needed because what he's giving me on the offensive end, I'm like, great. You know what I'm saying? So anything you give me on defensive end, you get a steal or something like that, gravy. You get a block or something, awesome. You know what I mean? A 24-second violation, I will throw you a parade. So I just wanted him to just be okay defensively. So for me, the C also bleeds into his offense. So that's where the plus comes from. You know what I mean? Like the A plus kind of bleeds into the the defense, man, because he was so amazing offensively. I gave him some slack on the defense. Like, you know what? You get a C for what you did because you're not the greatest defender, and I don't expect you to be, but I just wanted him to be out there communicating and putting in the effort. It's one thing to suck at defense. It's another thing to not even try. You know what I mean? And the fact that as the season went on, I saw his effort increase and get better and better and better to where it truly showed out in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I thought it was fair giving him that. He had uh, two successful charges taken in the playoffs, on, right? Man. I mean... We're going on Giannis, bro. Yay, DeMar! <laughs> Come on, dude. We're on Giannis, man. Like, that's like six charges. <laughs> that's a huge person. My God. <laughs> All right, so let's um, now talk about the meathead category Woo! of, of uh, grading, uh, and these are all kind of all over the it's place. Effect, Joey. All right, so let, let's let's start with you, Big Dave. Let's explain your A infinity symbol in the meathead grade category. Okay, that is an eight turned sideways. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Good I enough. Can, Good was, enough. <laughs> I was resourceful. There's Good no enough, infinity sir. symbol. Good enough. And the reason it's a infinity is because what he did this year for the Bulls will live on forever. This is now Ooh. in Bulls lore, what he did. Those two game winners that he did back-to-back, -back, oh. this will be talked New about. Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Come on, right. 
This, Beautiful. Dude, this will be discussed forever. Where were you when that happened? Oh, dude, you remember DeMar hit that crazy joint right there? That will be discussed forever. His dropping 50 will be discussed forever. What he did in that month of February, we still talk about February, for God's mm-hmm. sakes. Yeah. What he did in that month <laughs> will be discussed forever. We will always talk about that because he brought it back from those years of trash that the Bulls were going through and dealing with. So what he did and what he brought to this team or what he brought to this organization and this city, mm-hmm. it will live on forever. We will talk about DeMar DeRozan forever. So when he retires and comes back and just sits in the stands and all that, yeah. you, that's why he will get all the cheers and all the applause and all that stuff like that. Because we, we have long memories here in Chicago, man, especially when you do something nice and you're awesome for the, for the team. man. Mm-hmm. We have long memories for that. That's true. Like All right, it. Will, explain your uh, your meathead grade of four two seven five five zero six eight six seven five three zero nine. Joey, I hate to put you on blast, but we're missing a number here too. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was missing like a three in there. Man, we're Joey, missing a three today, between. Well, I didn't think anyone was going to notice, <laughs> or Will no, was going to call me out on the airwaves. <laughs> this is very intentional, okay? And I'm going to walk you through it here. So imagine there's a, a, a three between the seven and five. So okay. we have the king in the fourth quarter, Ooh, number hmm. four. We have two buzzer-beating game winners. Okay. We have seven straight games of, this is where the three is, 35 points or more on Ooh. 50% shooting. Oh, I and love he, that. And he carried the Bulls to the sixth seed. So Ooh. that's where I got that number. Just kind of a, a story. Hit that meathead sound effect for that, man. The story of his season, and uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's just that's that's all I can say. Will I love the creation of that number? Amazing, Will. I'm glad you guys <laughs> liked it. Amazing. When, when he glad first he sent it, it to me, I was like, "What the hell does this mean?" <laughs> Had no yeah. idea how to interpret. I was that. like, "Just just wait, guys. I'll, I'll get <laughs> another." Show. Listen, I saw it and I was like, "I love this." I got so excited because I was like, "Yes, Will's getting into the behind." I just want to. I want to clarify this is where something. I want him. More times than not. Yes, I like that, man. That was awesome, Will. Very well done. I got to clarify one thing, Shaq. I am not Aaron Rodgers. I am not Lawrence. (laughs) This is Joey messing up the grep. We're different. I am not Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to be compared to him. Pack my punch me in the face if you say that again. Hey, we we hate Aaron Rodgers, so we're glad you're not Aaron Rodgers. And Lawrence is no longer Aaron Rodgers either because he cut his hair. That's true. He did. He did. He did. Yeah, you heard me. You handsome, you handsome man. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, my my meathead grade uh-huh. was a I or an incomplete uh, because my meathead like category that I wanted more from from Demar this season was his petty levels because Bulls fans enjoyed themselves and we certainly enjoyed ourselves telling all those haters and the doubters who thought the DeMar signing was a terrible idea. Y'all watching this? That was fun. It was very (laughs) enjoyable. I wish DeMar were a petty enough human being that he would have done more of it himself. That is the part of this season of his that I deem incomplete. The incomplete grade is I wanted more petty DeMar. When he, every time he proved the doubters and the haters wrong, I wanted him to step back on those people and say, y'all see what I just did? Because mm. I think, you know, he's, he's too much of a nice guy and he's too classy for that. Mm. He's like, I'm just going to let my game and my stat lines do the talking, which good for him. I wanted more pettiness yeah. wanted from that man this season. He- he said too small to Pep Bev after he hit he that. He did do the too small move to Pep Bev, which want, I love. 
I'm saying that was amazing. He, like, was. but like he played 76 games and he was phenomenal in 59 of them. Yeah, I needed more petty Demar moments. Okay, thus I gave him an incomplete. This in my meathead category. You know what's funny about this, Will? You can remove DeMar and put my name right there, and it would be the same exact thing. Matt has said the same exact things to me about being too nice and being more petty and quit being kind to people and be more petty to folks. Most people don't deserve it. <laughs> See what I'm saying? The same things, man. So I'm, like, I'm sitting there like, this is pretty on brand. <laughs> this is pretty Pac, on brand Pac right there. likes displays of emotion. He, wanted he does. He more- he wanted more from the Grease and Allen retaliation. He wants <laughs> a little bit uh, meaner, Dave, sometimes. Just sometimes. Yes. And he wanted a little bit more pettiness out of DeMar. I get it. People, people got to earn that from me, Wolf Buck series is over. How dare you even mention that name on this show? <laughs> you should only be mentioned one more time, and it's if and when the Bucks get eliminated from the playoffs. Ooh, which, yes. Big game. For Boston Bucks game two tonight, the oh, Bucks stole game one. Big one. Celtics trying to trying to even that series. It's gonna be something. Man, I, Wait, look at Jay. She she didn't know Lawrence cut his hair. Oh man. She yeah. Had no idea. Hey Lawrence, come here for a second, please. <clears throat> We're gonna show you since the people Pro- haven't really prove seen it. This yet, you got to prove it. People <laughs> didn't know you. Some people didn't know you cut your hair. This man and, and is looking that trim. So they kind of want to see this and what you did, sir. So it's real. Here, take a look. Oh. Look at it. Oh. Silky smooth. Mm. Look at this man. That is a clean cut. Looks like he hosts a quiz show. That Mm. is amazing right there. Oh, Oh, did you? What? Me hit the wall? Is that what happened? Joey? That's not what that was. (laughs) I think he just hit the wall. Yeah, that's what I just said. He looked like a game show. That's exactly what I said. Yes. Thank you, Wink Martindale. Very nice. (laughs) Very good, sir. Bird <laughs> Okay, yes, sir. Uh, well, there's there's your proof. There's Lawrence your proof. cut his hair and he looks handsome as ever. He does, uh, and he doesn't look as much like Aaron Rodgers anymore. No, so he doesn't. He doesn't. I'm, I'm good with that. So you're nice to him now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no man saying just get buckets and shut people the hell up in reference to Demar not being penny enough. Yeah, clearly that's the best form of trash talking. Is mm. use your game, and that's what most professional athletes say. Mm. I'm. I like I like more petty. <laughs> Shocker. Um, okay, and then just to quickly round out our overall grades for Demar. You and I had A's. Yeah. Will gave him the full fledged A plus. Mm. Uh, you're splitting hairs there. Like I I would you know I have no issue with anyone who wants to call this an A plus season from Demar. None. Zero. Zero. I actually I was go- that, go ahead. Will I was gonna say I think that's another reason why I was a little bit more lenient with the defense because I just I didn't want to knock him too much i mean he just had such a great season i didn't want that to take away from the overall picture which i think the offensive side was a much bigger part of his season right yeah, yeah you're right and and actually that's the reason i gave him the a because i did the, just figured the average would average out that way like no right. you got the a plus on the offense the infinity a and like yeah you got to see let me just get, balance that out you got an a like you're you're incredible you're the head of the class we know what it is man you're demar Derozan. And you're not frozen, and you're chosen. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, all right, so we also kind of want to talk about what comes next for Demar in the off season, and then looking ahead into next year. So we'll do that coming up next in just a minute. But first, mention it at the top of the show. Today's episode brought to y'all by Points Bet. Mm. Don't forget to use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Because you're going to get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000 if you do that. Mm. Also, 
If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will get a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our amazing web content, and you'll even get a free CHGO shirt of your choice from that CHGO locker. They just added the Chicago Fire shirts, mm -hmm. the Chicago Red Star shirts mm -hmm. to that in inventory. Check them amazing. out. Amazing. Uh, that's 2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, a free T-shirt from CHGO Locker, plus access to our members-only Discord channels, one for each team. Join the Bulls Discord on CHGO's Discord. Uh, all just for making a $50 first-time deposit on PointsBet. That's it. The promo code CHGO. It's so easy. It's simple. It's so easy, people. Do it. And you know what today is? It's Tuesday. That means it's time for the pick of the week. And I'm looking at... Mavs Suns game mm. two. Mm. Loved game one last night. It was fun. Luca was just dumb. Lights out. <laughs> I mean, if you took the uh, combined over on points, rebounds, assists, like I think you had it at halftime. <laughs> My goodness. I'm looking at Mavs plus six and feeling pretty good about that. Okay. Because Suns' final margin of victory in game one was seven. But, like, the Suns had an incredible shooting night. They did. Um, and I, I have more faith in Luka replicating his performance than the Suns being as efficient as they were from the field. So mm. I, I believe in this Dallas team, and I believe in their ability to get a split mm. in Phoenix. So I'm taking the Mass plus six, uh, which is minus 110. I'm also even flirting with... Just taking Mavs money line for them to win game two. Man. You can get that at plus two oh five on points bet right now. Man. And in support of our pal Sabine, I think I might have to do that. See, emotions involved. That's my points bet pick of the week. There it is. Come on, man. Oh, Cash only, eh? Eh? No paper trail, eh? <laughs> <laughs> plus the last time I put money on the Mavs to win a game, which was to close out Utah in game six. Yeah. On the road? On the road. They followed through with me. Man, what a comeback by them, too. Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. My goodness, man. They shouldn't even been in that game. Mm -mm. We have great comeback by the Mavs. So, sign up for that points bet account. Use promo code CHGO. Have some fun and do what, Dave? Live your bet life. Thank you, sir. Dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> we was learning. Uh, getting all right. stronger. <laughs> so, looking ahead... We've already kind of gotten word on what DeMar's offseason is going to be, which is forcing his teammates to come work out with him in L.A. Um, but just a few other details. Let's take a look at it, Joey, if you don't mind. Uh, what's on the docket for DeMar moving from the 21-22 season into next season? Mm -hmm. He is under contract uh, for $27.3 million, which, mm. again, I can't remember who in those comments said it, but, like, that's a bargain. Bargain. You know, he just had a, a player like caliber of a $40 million player. Shout out, Colin. He, there is no question he will be back next season. Mm -hmm. I, I have that marked at 100% mm -hmm. as this team's veteran leader and their leading scorer. Areas to improve, help defense, transition defense. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll, also I might throw into that, seeing if he can get a little bit more consistent behind the three-point line because mm. this team just desperately needs more volume Three-point shooting, yeah. reliable three-point shooting. Yeah. What about you guys, though? Those were my thoughts on you know what I'd like to see from DeMar's offseason. Anything that you guys want to see from DeMar, knowing that we just praised him rightfully so for having like <laughs> the best individual Bulls season since Derek. I, I honestly, I just want to see it continue. Like, There's nothing else I want to add. I just would like to see more of it. I don't want it to be that season where everybody's like, well, yeah, he had that fluke year and now he's back to earth. I don't I don't want that. You know what I mean? I wanted to just continue and continue to give me those games and continue to be that guy that we lean on in that fourth quarter when we need that win and we got to have it. 
I still want DeMar to be that person. I, I think that's a great point you made about his three-point shooting um, because, honestly, that's just what it is. You know, it's just what it is now, man. Like, you got to have some semblance of mm-hmm. a three-point shot. And like I said, he had his highest percentage he had 35. Ever. Yeah, 35. He had his highest he had ever in his career. But a more consistency, like, even if he's just taking two a game, I'm okay with that. He was doing that early on, but then just kind of – you know, went Demar on them for the next few months, yeah. so I was it was hard to complain about and things like that. But I wouldn't mind that, you know, if he just takes the open ones if they're given to him and not force it. You know, what I mean, just because we kind of need it. And he was kind of learning that I thought as the year went on, because at first he was like, "Well, these are open, I'm going to take them." But then he was like, "Oh no, we got to have one. I got to force it." And that's not his game at all. So. I think that has more so to do with scheme, you know, and other things like that to, to get him those kind of shots. But, yeah, but I just, again, bottom line, I just wanted to continue and keep being DeMar, Debo, DeFreakin', DeRozan, and let's do this again next year, Will. Uh, I, it's really hard to criticize him for anything because I think the way that the Bulls season worked – I mean, you, you kind of just like it had to turn into the DeMar show. But I think for me, if there's one thing I want to see out of the Bulls as a whole next year, it's going back to that first sort of two, two, three months of the season where they were really moving the ball, uh, sharing it, getting, you know, side to side. Uh, I think DeMar, after a certain point, certainly with the injuries, had to kind of take over and just say, like, this is the best, you know, this is the best possession we're going to get right now is if I take a elbow jumper. Cause like, you know, we're just missing too many guys. Like this is, this is the best shot we're going to get. Um, so health obviously factors into that, but I think that was really where the bulls were at their best. And then, okay. Fourth quarter comes around. It's a close game. Now Damar cook and just go get this win. Uh, so I definitely want to see more movement. And I don't think all this is to say, like, I don't think he's unwilling to do that. I think it's just a circumstantial thing. Um, I do wonder, you said 100% chance he's back next year. Do you think that there's any per- any percent chance that if the Bulls lose Zach Levine in free agency, that they might try to just go the other direction and move tomorrow? I think it's probably, you know, at most like 1%, but I don't know. It's a thought. I don't like this. Then yet. then why? Then why? <laughs> like, I'm mad at you I'm for just bringing here, that I'm up. I'm here right for the now. pettiness. Like, I'm here. Why are you, you wanted, doing this? You wanted petty. I'm giving you petty. Gasoline on I'm giving you chaos. This isn't a fire. shouldn't be a fire. <laughs> be smarter than that. <laughs> you wanted chaos. I'm giving you chaos. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Hey, bro. Hey, he got. Hey, this is what you asked for. He's right. You asked for it. <laughs> when did I ask for so chaos? You asked for petty. He doesn't understand petty. He's not a petty person. So he doesn't know the limitations of it. You can't ask for I, anger from people who don't get angry. They're going to go absolutely crazy. There's what a is left the difference between it. anger and pettiness and no. just straight up nonsense? No, I'm saying. I'm just telling you what, how the levels go. When nobody does this and that you're not used to being there, when they do it, you know, great example, new girl. I hate it here. Remember the Lamar Morris's character when he's making those pranks? Yeah. <laughs> when sometimes he goes really he small or he goes really big. Or way too small. Yeah, that's what you got here, sir. I, no, but honestly, like, there's there's no way DeMar isn't back. And I think even beyond the Zach situation, what we're seeing with him this summer, taking Pat under his wing, um, making sure the young guys are out there, learning how to work out, learning how to be professionals. Yes. That just, that goes, and that's that's the culture thing that I was talking about. Uh, I, I just I don't think you can take that away from this team. So he's not going anywhere. Don't worry, Peck. Uh, no man in the comments said Zach ain't getting paid here. Oh, you sure about that? 
You sure about that? Uh, you might want to go listen to our episode from yesterday, no man. <laughs> you might want to. You might not like what you hear, <laughs> but it might be enlightening for you. Um, I mean, listen to what AK had to say. Yeah. In his end of season press conference, uh, his Q&A talked about continuity. Talked about, you know, obviously we want to continue building around what we built this year because mm-hmm. when all of our guys are out there, mm-hmm. we were pretty darn good. This is true. That includes DeMar, and that also includes Zach. Yes, he, he said, does. I hope Zach is here for a long time. He did say this. And in an amazing three-piece suit. Mm. <laughs> he did say these things. And he happen. had the Chicago. Yes, he Chicago, had this. The yes, Chica- he did. Strip Chicago yes, pin on his lapel. Yes, he did. Like a total. Do you think I could put pull that off the next what? time I throw on a suit? First of all, I've seen you in a three piece suit. I know you could pull it off. Look classy I've seen this as hell, happen. y'all. Look like Sean Connery. Like he was on point. <laughs> he was on point. So yeah, but get I that didn't lapel. have a Chicago lapel pin. That would just tie everything together, man. You know, then you just need a martini and you'd be the man. Mm. I don't. I don't drink martinis. I know you don't. <laughs> I'm not that classy. <laughs> Give me the old style with my three piece. <laughs> um, That's how he asked for it, Joey. That's how he says it. Yeah, no, I. I but I, I think there here's Chicago Bulls Central saying Zach will be back. Yes, yes. Like, I mean, I said Demar Derozan is coming back 100. percent mm-hmm. Like I like I don't even think that's an exaggeration. Demar's coming back. This will your, your question was valid in if in some unlikely scenario Zach decides to walk. Could that then, you know, uh, trigger a domino effect of, okay, well then let's also move tomorrow and let's, you know, come up with a new... Theoretically, yes. Hypothetically, yes. That mm-hmm. There's logic behind that. But I also think Zach's staying. There's not logic DeMar's staying. I was kidding. He's coming back. There's, there's, he's just coming back. Yeah. So they don't, they don't have their... Jump through all those hoops <laughs> just because I'm just you're trying, trying to, to be I'm a trying to rile smart you up. little jerk face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to rile you up. But look, they, they don't well, even have their Well, you're succeeding, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's not hard to do. <laughs> very easy. Very simple. They, things, they don't have their pick next year. There, there's zero reason to expect them to go the other direction. There's true. no point in it. <sighs> Absolutely true, man. He'll be back. And I thought that point you brought up, Will, was also a great one. Uh, about getting the young guys prepared for the season. That's one of the things I talked about when they got DeMar DeRozan, how they had never had that, that kind of player here to take them under their wing and say, no, this is how you do things. This is how we work out. This is how you get better. This is how you grow. And to just show them what it's like to be a professional in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Like Zach was the only one, but Zach was learning on the fly. You know, Zach had to figure it out. And then he had to show everybody how to do it after he figured it out. And they were growing with him. So that's a little different having a guy like DeMar here who knows it, been there, done that kind of thing. And I, and I, can't, I can't express how important that is, you know, to guys, and especially like Patrick Williams, who is kind of like him, you know, very soft-spoken, won't be out there bragging on the floor or anything like that. To see somebody who is like you that kind of way still be that kind of great in the NBA, that, and that does volumes for a guy like him. And I think it's it's completely different than having, and I love Thad, like I'm a huge Thad young fan, but it's different than having him because DeMar's at the top of his game and like a top 15 player in the league this year. Like there's a difference between that and like having Robin Lopez on your bench or right. Justin Holiday or Thomas Sadoransky. Like these are great role players, great veterans. Garrett Temple is another one where they can contribute, but they're not. DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> like there's a difference between 
seeing what it takes to be at that level and working with that guy and him investing in you turning into a high level player that you just can't get from somebody uh of those sort of caliber of players and i think the bulls need stuff need players like that on their roster like they really don't have enough of them but they need they need that one guy i mean you you always need talent in this league you just you do so for me Demar, like I said, offensive juggernaut this year, won them games single-handedly, but the culture and the way that he just changed the perception of this team is really, I think, the most important part. Absolutely true, man. The other thing that I want from Demar this offseason, and we were, you know, talking about how we're all excited for him to work out with his teammates, especially some of his younger teammates sure. when he hosts them in Southern California. I also want Demar to be able to experience summertime Chicago mm. for at least some mm. period of time. Okay. Because that man, you know, he spent the first whatever, what, eight seasons of his NBA career up in snowy Toronto. He so he knows the cold thing. He knows the winter thing. And he came to Chicago and was like, yeah, cool, winter. Mm -hmm. I've dealt with that the entirety of my professional life. And went down to San Antonio for a few years. But, like, I want him to understand just how gorgeous and fun and awesome mm. Chicago in the summertime is. Mm. Because I mean, it's, it's for real. Yeah, it's a thing. And it makes people love this city and it makes people happy. Yeah. Like, summertime hits in Chicago, and it's like we all go from angry, hibernating bears to everyone's <laughs> best friends with everyone. We're all having a blast every freaking day. Every day in Chicago in the summertime is a Friday afternoon. First pitch on the north side, first uh, pitch on the south side. Everybody's happy. That's true. He's Drinks on patios, happy. sun shining, hanging out at the beach. <laughs> summertime Chicago. Damar, experience it. Man, that's a great promo. Like, for real, dog. Summertime Chicago. Experience it. Did we not just discuss last week about how Summertime Peck is on the way? It's true. And you can't <laughs> I'm wait. I'm very excited about <laughs> it. You can't wait. Everything you described was just basically yeah. everything you're going to do. Get these prisons off my feet. <laughs> Birkenstocks are ready. Have you tried on the Birkenstocks? I've been wearing around the house. <laughs> Got to break them in, baby. Got to break them in. Got to break in them Birks. Dude, I don't, I don't know that life, Will. I'm learning. I'm learning. Oh. I don't know that life, man. There go that starter pack. <laughs> <laughs> there go that starter. There it is, Joey. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, man, dude. It's so beautiful. I've never seen nothing more. On point. <laughs> that is so true. Lawrence popped in the comments with hashtag summer pack. Summer yeah, pack. it's happening. It's a thing. Um, all right. Today is a very special anniversary, so we also want to talk about that before we get out of here. But before that, one yeah. more one more quick word from PointsBet, Big Dave. Ooh, just one? Just one. Oh. Maybe a few. Oh, I'm upset. But if you enjoy CHGO and you want to help continue to grow that run, to download that PointsBet app is the way to do it, y'all, and use that code CHGO when you sign up because not only are you getting those two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but – if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that awesome, cool web content, and you'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from that CHGO Alaha. And in case you missed it, all the beautiful people here in this wonderful state of Illinois, even though Matt just went on a rant about summertime Chicago, we are not there yet because there the yet. weather outside Super is gross today. Super gross. Oh, my God. It is terrible. So you can stay inside, though, and not deal with that. And you can download that PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Because once the game starts, you don't just bet. Will Gottlieb, please tell them what they do. 
My favorite part of the show, you live your bet life. Joey, one time. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Oh, knowledge. Bars right there, son. Bars, Lawrence, bars. (laughs) So, it is May 3rd, 2022. Mm -hmm. 11 years ago today, Mm -hmm. Derrick Rose won the NBA Most Valuable Player Award. First of all, can y'all believe that was 11 years ago? Yeah, Gramps. Yikes. You're getting up there. Oh, my gosh. So, the, the uh, Bleacher Report posted this video that was from originally from NBA TV. And it was the first thing I saw when I hopped on Twitter this morning. Mm-hmm. And I, like, almost legit broke down in tears. Mm. Because when you go back and watch Young Rose, MVP season Rose highlights, yeah, it doesn't matter how many times you revisit it. I don't know about you, but my jaw hits the floor still Dude. every time when I watch that guy. Every single time I watch his highlight, and it doesn't matter how many times I've seen them. That's that's the comparison to greats. Yeah. It's like when you're watching Jordan highlights. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen them. It doesn't matter how many times I've watched Magic Johnson highlights or watched Steph Curry shoot those threes. It doesn't matter. I still am watching it and get something out of it every single time. And Derrick Rose is definitely that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. When I just sit there and I marvel at it because there's something new every time. There's a pass that you forgot. There's a steal that you forgot. There's a three-point shot that he did or a crossover that happened. You just completely forgot. Or you'll see something to remind you of where you were when it happened right. and how it felt when you saw that occur, man. And, my God, just oh. you just think of everything that went down. You know, the Mark Shanowski, you know, infamous question that he, you know, he yep. asked. Where, where Derek was just, why not? Why not me? Why can't I be MVP? And everybody like, oh, Derek, you're silly. And Derek said, no, it. I'm about to be that guy. I'm winning this thing, man. And the joy that he just gave Chicago, man, being the hometown guy. It was amazing. It was just absolutely amazing. I don't know what I can add to that. That was that was perfectly said. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like my favorite, like, Bulls season probably ever. Uh, I mean, just so much, like, just so much fun. Like, the team just kind of overachieved. Thibodeau was, like, perfect. Joakim was perfect. Just the way that they just elevated beyond what you thought they could be and started with, like you said, Dave, just him calling it. He called mm-hmm. that he was going to be MVP, and then he went out and did it. And just what a fun season. I uh, actually got the chance to talk to him a little bit um, a couple of years ago when he was on the Pistons and they were playing the Warriors. Flex. And I, I just, like, I told mm-hmm. him, like, you know, I was a senior in high school when you had your MVP season. That was, like, the most fun I've ever had watching basketball. That's, like, probably why I'm doing what I'm doing today with my, with my life. So, uh, had a huge impact on me. That was, that was, you know, that changed. I always loved basketball that changed it for me. So that was a incredible season and definitely makes you feel a little bit old. 11 years, a long time. (laughs) Makes you feel old. (laughs) You were in high school when that MVP season happened. Some of us were out of college already. (laughs) Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm with Will in that when, as that season was happening, and as someone who grew up on, you know, the the back end of the the dynasty, the second three-peat was, like, my freaking life. I felt the way I did about the dynasty bulls mm-hmm. for the first time 
when Derrick Rose had that MVP season. Mm-hmm. Like, there were a lot of dark years mm-hmm. when the dynasty ended. Yeah. And then even some of those baby bulls years, yeah. the original, like the OGs, the young Luol, young Kirk, Scott Skyle. Like, yeah. it's like, okay, these teams are fun. They are less garbage unwatchable <laughs> than the Tim Floyd era. Right. But it still wasn't that same level of, like, I was a child ready to run through walls, yes. plural walls, yes. watching MJ, Scotty, and Dennis. Can you imagine watching Peck during the... Oh, dude. <laughs> young young no, me? During, during the, the Derek di- Rose was, years. No, I, I, would, I would I yell. I would cry. I would pound <laughs> thing. Oh, my goodness. But that's how I felt watching Rose's MVP season. Oh. And it was like the first time since that I was like, I remember what something felt like. Yeah. And it was magical. It was. That's the word. That's the word. Magical, man. Watching that happen and just watching it occur. And just those feelings. Like, you don't forget. It, it even reminds you of, you know, even how he got here. You know, that 1.8% chance of them getting yeah, Derrick Rose in the draft. And, I mean, I remember everything about that. I remember where I was. I'm on the phone with my brother. Like, yeah, dang it. I'm just looking at the draft just to look at it because mm-hmm. I'm a, you know, junkie. I'm an NBA junkie. It's what it is. And I'm just watching it like, well, you know, no, nah, they only got 1% chance. They're not getting him, man. It's crazy. And then my brother's like, no, nah, man, we might have him. You know, and then it kept going and going and going. And when they got to one, I was like, oh, my God, they got the number one pick. And I was like, man, they could get Beasley. That was the first thing I said. I was like, they could get Beasley. This is crazy. And my brother said, dude, Derrick Rose. <laughs> get Derrick Rose. And I was like, yeah, that okay. sounds smarter. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like a better thing to do. And because it just I, uh, it wasn't conceivable. I tweeted this out too, but that was just like peak Stacey King. The, the team was awesome. Like that was just such a, a bright spot after such a long time of being bad or mediocre. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, yeah, like we ta- kind of talked about yesterday. There's just, there's so much value in having seasons like that, even if it's not necessarily a title. And I think they obviously had a great chance to win a title yeah. in 2011 and obviously 2012. Um, but there's so much value in having those kind of seasons. Like they really shape a generation of fans. And um, you even kind of see that today with like John Morant, like it's impossible to watch that guy and not think of Derek. It's like Derek flew. So John Morant could like strap jetpacks to his back and jump from half court <laughs> and do like the craziest freaking layups that you've ever seen. But it's true. It's like, it's hard to imagine he didn't grow up watching Derek and say, I can do some of that stuff. I want to try some of that stuff. Um, and, and hopefully there are in this era, like I said, of a ton of three point shooting, which I love, I love watching Steph and Trey young bomb off the dribble. Like that's amazing, but it's also important that you have some diversity in the way that you play. And I think Derek is going to have an impact on the way that young players play that guards, that explosive athlete point guards play. It's just, it was a really special season. And one more thing that what it also did winning that MVP it interrupted LeBron's dominance run because he was having that run where it was like I don't know when he's not gonna win another MVP that dude was just winning them and deserving of them all the time and he did it during his prime this is prime LeBron this yep. is not even prime Rose yet we, we again we never saw it no, this is not prime he's, Rose he's a 22 year old 22 year old dude youngest ever all right out of nowhere Coming in and upstaging LeBron James, man. And even Dwight Howard you can throw in because he was mm. on that level. Dwight Howard finished second that year. People forget that. Dwight Howard finished yeah. second. LeBron was third. So for him 
to interrupt that man status quo and jump in the middle of that and insert himself, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, was just so Chicago to me. Like whatever, get out the way. We we this our spot now. It was, mm-hmm. it was that kind of awesome, man. Yeah, I, I think there I mean, are like, there are people that still would argue like against Derrick Rose winning the MVP that year that LeBron or Dwight should have won it. But I think regardless of what you think about the stats or you know whatever, like he won the narrative that year and. That is such an important part of the NBA. That's, I think, why we all love it. And, yeah, I mean, that just goes to show how how special a year it was and incredibly important it was for Bulls fans. Yeah, a lot of people handed that those Heatles the one seed in the East before the season even started, including themselves <laughs> with a disgusting rally they threw for themselves. Not five, not six, not seven. Go to hell, LeBron. Um, but, like, it be, like, that was the other awesome part about that D Rose MVP season story was it's like here's this young Jedi who's like going out there and be like not to hell with the Death Star like I, I got a squad mm-hmm. oh and by the way that one seed it's ours thank you very much mm-hmm. and we all know that that playoff you know series in the conference finals didn't work out the way we all wanted to but you know who still balled as the Bulls then lost four straight D Rose you know like LeBron guarded him people gave the heat Spolstra and LeBron himself credit for taking on more of that defensive assignment sure. of D Rose, but D Rose still had some jaw dropper moves throughout the entirety of that conference final series. He did, and he was never ever intimidated by that Heat team, which never. is awesome. And like Chicago is a, a, so up our alley, yeah. You know, underdog, blue collar, et cetera, et cetera. Like taking Miami, you know I mean? Joe right. Keem's calling him Hollywood as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Your favorites. Oh, my goodness. It was everything, man. It It was was. so good, and it was 11 years ago. (laughs) Good God. Joey, where were you? Do you have any memories of uh, Derrick Rose in the MVP season, the MVP year? Hell, yeah. That was, was like, the best. Besides the Cubs winning the World Series, that was, like, peak Chicago fandom for me. I was in sixth grade. Mm. We had this conversation. I was in sixth grade. I was at that game, too, against the Heat. I've, like... Looking back on that, there was, like, a legitimate chance they were winning in the fourth quarter. Like, and LeBron, I think, closed the game with, like, nine straight points. But, like, yeah. they were winning that game, too. They, that really, they also they had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter of game five. Yep. Right, they blew that one. But mm-hmm. that, that one felt like the series was over at that point. But yeah. after game, yeah, I don't, that was a crazy season. <sighs> yeah. And I hated that, that Heat team with every ounce of my being. Every sane human did. That was the first team that I really, like, really hated. Yeah, because they threw a rally for themselves before winning a goddamn thing. Um, all right, so we got to get out of here a little early today because we got the Blackhawks crew on deck in studio doing a live show. Congrats to them on reaching the finish him. line of their season. I'm pointing at Jason Waski right now. They made now, it. And I they made it. You can't take that away. No, no. Uh, Greg and uh, Jay are here. They're going to come on uh, right at 4 o'clock Chicago time and give you all a live episode. Um, so stay tuned for that right here on our CHGO Sports YouTube channel. We'll be back in studio again tomorrow. Yes. Same time, yes. same place, yes. 3 o'clock Chicago time tomorrow afternoon with uh, our next in our line of player evals breaking down this 21-22 season. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. Will is at won't got leave. Dave's bow, B-A-W-L sports on Bulls underscore peck. We are collectively CHGO underscore Bulls. For our friend and producer, Joey, and Will, and Big Dave, and the Blackhawks crew on deck, this is Matt saying thanks as always for watching, and Bulls Nation, we appreciate you. Until next time, see you, Red, be good.